Calton Books proudly sponsors the Rebel Collective podcast, Glasgow's only independent radical bookshop that promotes working class history, heritage and struggle. Visit the bookshop at 159 London Road, Glasgow, opened Wednesday to Sunday, or on the Calton Books social media pages and at www.calton-books.co.uk. To realise the rights of every man Though your body's bent and go a victory you've won For you sowed the seeds of justice in your daughters and how well done folks, it's Coach here, welcome back to the Rebel Collective Podcast, episode 2 of season 2 uh, We're back with a new album to review and a new panel, quickly introduce you to the panel We've got Aidan Cunningham, first time on the show, welcome along again Thanks for having me Keith Murray, back again Great to be back <laughs> And uh, as always we're going to have Gary Ogg sitting in his uh, The band we went for for this podcast is The Wolfhound And the album we're going to discuss for The Wolfhound is Freedom Sons just to give you a, a wee quick bio on the band, they were formed in Belfast in 1978 by Ray McCreevy, Danny Burns and Gogie McCulloch. At the time the Freedom Sons album came out, which is the one we're going to review and discuss, there was another two members, Billy Tierney and Malcolm Rogers. Billy eventually left and was replaced by Kieran Manning. The first gig they ever had was on the Falls Road just beside Milltown Cemetery, which was booked by Sinn Féin, and the first single record was Boys Are Old Brigade. They released four albums, with Freedom Sons being the first, and there was a number of singles and a few unofficial releases. And according to Danny Burns, the troubles were in full swing, and all being from Republican backgrounds, we were going to play a part through music or anything else. Uh, the band disbanded in 1976, and again, according to Danny Burns, we had to pack it in in 76 due to serious threats to our well-being. So we'll kick things off with a wee question about the Wolfhound. Um, how did you first get introduced to the Wolfhound? It was an old cassette player that was lying about the house in my case, mm-hmm. and I've still to this day I've no idea whose it was. <laughs> I asked my dad the other week if it was his, and he says no. So <laughs> I had a wee old Walkman, one of the ones that the cassettes goes. Aye, on. aye. Used to run about the street playing football with Martin Myers. You're a good bit younger as well. Would you know be the CD generation? Aye, but at that point <laughs> didn't have a CD Walkman. It was my aye, one aye. of my mom's old cassette ones. CDs hadn't hit Clyde Bank yet by that point. Valid point. Aye, that's that's how I first heard them. Yourself, Keith. I think I, I spoke about it last time. I had I had a, it was a mixtape. Mm-hmm. One I had it was the Patriot game, the version of the Patriot game, which I spoke about the last time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was I remember because the wee somebody had written out the track list on it said. The Patriot game by the Wolfhound, and mm. after that, that's when I started going looking for the stuff I was ever in the tune going to the, the barras I'd be there looking for Wolfhound uh-huh. tapes and records. Um, so that that first song was my um, that was my first introduction to them. But then, Freedom Sons is one of the first albums I bought of theirs as well. Really, on a tape. 
It was on tape, aye. aye. On tape. Mm. A1 Records, I think it was. Uh, you know, <laughs> the old classic. We used to make a fucking weekly pillage day one records and get, uh, get to see what new rebel tapes are out. Aye. And it was all compilations, but you just bought it anyway. You fact, had all the songs. I love the fact you can still go in there now just aye. for CDs and tapes. You <laughs> <laughs> still got the racks of tapes. Aye, aye, still got yeah. Aye. Aye. I used to go every year for buying presents and it was all like you go buy your Irish country ones, but I still got it, still got the Big Tom. Big Tom and all that, but you can go in and you get the, the tapes or the challenge boys and all that on tape. Aye. It's like a wee time capsule. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Sherry said this the other day, found an old Erog live in the brazen tape. We're all happy, happy days, brilliant. We can put pictures of it up on the social media and ask them to send us a photo. And he just sent a picture of a wee tape he'd made himself, a, a BBC cassette tape <laughs> with, <laughs> with, with, with Erog live at the brazen written on it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's no one really Aye, <laughs> <laughs> Cheers for the opening day. He tried. I probably got one or two of them lying somewhere. <laughs> uh, what about yourself, Gary? Can you remember? First? Um, a bit like Keith. Um, I don't think I ever, ever owned a, an individual Wolfhound album, but I would have had many as a mm-hmm. kind of compilation mixtape, you know, a hand me down kind of mixtape of where the Wolfhound would have been. Quite prominent and featured a lot, a lot of the songs kind of that were on this album. I was just looking at the track listing again there. Um, aye, so I would have came across a number of these songs individually on mm-hmm. um, mixtapes. Uh, how would you say they compared musically to other bands that were about at the time, or even bands nowadays? I mean, I think I, I think I've always said it before. I don't know. They're, they seem a lot more subtle mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. some of the other bands. Uh, aye, aye. Some of the recordings, you know, I think it's best. I keep going back to the Patriots song and I'll, I'll move on for there eventually. It's not even on this album. We could have picked another one if you wanted. But, <laughs> but aye, if, if you want this one, even like. If you look at the Dying Rebel on this, this album, and yeah. look, see some of the like, whistles and that on it, a lot of the stuff's a lot more intricate and, mm-hmm. you know, and. I don't know, it just seems to be more, I don't know, they, they seem to put a lot more thought into their mixing and stuff like the other bands, even bands up to this day, you know, just whack everything together and then just stick it out, they seem to have a, a bit more thought into what they were putting it. Okay, okay. The vocal, mm-hmm. I think, Aye. unmistakably, I think when you hear Ray McAreevey singing, um, it's just, it's got a, you know, it's the, the, as I said, a mixtape, but I don't, you, you, you just knew when, when a Wolfhound song came on because mm-hmm. his voice his voice is so distinct and as Keith's saying as well it's kind of softer it's not a you know uh, you know he's just got a much gentler voice but you know, it's, it's aye, lovely aye. to listen to I've said it before that he's got that kind of voice I've always said that kind of voice good for a hangover you hear some of the you hear some of the singers even up to this day you Gary does it mean you Connor you people like Kev and Sprad I got a sear throat listen to these <laughs> <laughs> you hear that very that very raspy voice do you know what I mean but whereas Ray's got he's got a nice he's got a dead soft voice some of the I mean like some of the higher registers he sings and it's like it's unbelievable. Well, the three the people on it. It's I was listening to it. I was aye. listening to the way down actually, and when it starts off, you know, you get the 
laws were made for people and it's dead, dead low voice then raised voice kicks in and he's like way up with ease as well uh, oh it's, it's, it's unbelievable the notes he has he's got a lovely voice oh he's got a fantastic voice uh, uh, Gary you recorded London's Dairy which is on the album um, mm. for your Erog Live at Tilly's oh, remember know. how you were introduced to the song the, the Mystic Second Album um, <laughs> Difficult Second Album <laughs> The Tragic Second Album um, The <clears throat> I, I think we were listening. Um, oh, geez, so was I. We were driving through somewhere, like to somewhere in Tyrone or somewhere, mm-hmm. on the way to a gig somewhere. And there was a Wolfhound album, a tape, in the bargain bin. <laughs> I feel bad for saying this. <laughs> 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 I hope they never listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad on, on a podcast that we're talking about them, but it genuinely was. It was in the bargain bin for like a pound or two quid or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, we're in the van, we're listening to the same shit for days, you know what I mean? You know, it's like in the van. You take six albums away and by the halfway the first leg of the journey, you went through them twice. So I picked up this tape in the, in the bargain bin and we put it in the van and we're listening away to it. And something jumped to it, but I don't know. Kind of, obviously, with the, when we were much younger and all that kind of carry on and it, it appealed to us to be a much kind of more up to date version of the Black and Tans kind of mm-hmm. you know and it's done to the same tune as Black and Tans obviously but it had more up to date lyrics <coughs> so we thought we would give it a whirl and I ended up the set for a wee while and as you say we recorded it in the Tully's album the live at Tully's mm-hmm. um, but I definitely came for that time we bought a tape in the place and we were listening in the van yeah, okay I don't know if this is the same website you were looking at, Keith, but it's spelled on the set list here, London's Derby. So I, I spent two hours panicking, thinking if I get the fucking name of this thing, the, the worst thing was I found another website that it was called London's Derby on. <laughs> so, so I think it's London's Derby. I, I think that's a copy and paste job from one website to another. They, they spelled th- uh, Frank Stag with three Gs on the, on the website. And all. <laughs> anyway, is there any songs yeah, for I'm the album? Aye, <laughs> yes. Is there any songs in your set, um, any songs from the album, sorry, that would be in your set nowadays? For me, um, The Dying Rebel. Mm-hmm. Not every gig, maybe it's one of the ones that you even, you know, yourselves, you don't always think about it, and then when somebody asks you for it, sometimes you go, aye, I'll do that. I'm not playing it now. That's why you get enduring popularity, Gary, it's your connection with your crowd, isn't it? You're just, <laughs> you're right, people pleaser, aren't you? <laughs> that, and obviously, Boys of the Brigade, and it's one of the that's that's one of these songs that it's kind of the, the contract that you've got to, mm. <laughs> you've got to aye, play aye. in these gigs you do it's kind of given you're going to sing so that there's I suppose there's a couple on there as you say I've done London's Dairy there a few years ago and uh, I'm looking at the set list now and my eyes are terrible I would do the Dying Rebel from time to time mm-hmm. um, Boys Are Old Brigade as you say follow me up to Carlo would be one mm-hmm. to throw in and the odd occasion down by the glenside there's you know there's five or six in there three of the people I did the free time mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah half a dozen of them in there that I would have done at some point I don't know uh, just me, just Keith mentioning Boys Row Brigade, we were talking about that before the podcast, how this, this came about. Aye, Paddy McGuigan gave them that song aye, after aye. what happened was in, was it 71? 71. 71 when they were, they went into Cage 4 and Long Cash, 
they went in under the under the pretense that they were a, a band for the local Catholic church <laughs> to go in and to go in and entertain the people in case for them and it turned out who they were. Hmm. It, it sparked a riot. So I think they were shots fired when they went in. <laughs> uh, I mean think about it these days if you get a phone call for a new pub saying, you know, that you've never been to you don't know the pub or the area, you know. Was it a mixed crowd? <laughs> you know, I think the, the balls it must have took to think, oh fuck it, we're gonna go right in into the cash and be a, a, a gig in there. You know, and the courage that would have taken. And then mm-hmm. I think it was the following week that they the big approached them, gave, just gave them the song, said, here you go, that's that's for used to record. Mm-hmm. You know, so I say, it's a, it's a nice way to get a, a song that's become, <laughs> I mean, that's a nice way to be given a song that's become an absolute standard for every single yeah. band to do. I was reading on that same website as well, that kind of became the anthem for the prisoners. Aye. At, mm-hmm. that, at that point, Aye. it was Boys Row Brigade. Absolutely. Um, have you ever recorded any? Any from the album? I know you've obviously done London's Dairy, Gary. Boys Row Brigade. Boys Row Brigade. You recorded Boys Row Brigade as well, didn't you? That's yeah. the only yeah. one at the album that uh, I've recorded. I Boys Row Brigade. Uh, oh, follow me up. No, is he? No. Follow me up, Carol. No, it's not on that one. No. It's just that I've one. No idea. Going Go back through all those well, those right? solo albums you've done the, the last <laughs> ten years, Gary. You know, it'd be prolific. <laughs> I'm working on a good one, but I've been working on it for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> have we recorded any of them, Keith? No, people are meant to have an album out last Christmas. Man. We were meant to, I know, we promised that we the last promised. podcast. I was meant to have one out last millennia. There's <laughs> <laughs> like Smile by Brian Wilson on it. It'll be better than that, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a standout song on, on the album? Hmm. For me, probably Freedom Sons. Right, right. Always loved that song. Just obviously the story behind it. A beautiful song. Favourite of mine, probably. That and again, Boys of the Old Brigade. Just mm-hmm. absolutely love it. Freedom Sons. It's not really done as much these days, Freedom Sons. No, no, I don't yeah. really hear it. No. Very often. Yeah. The last person I actually heard playing it live was uh, Paul and Chris one mm-hmm. Sunday in October. And that would have been a good few years ago. Aye, aye. The last people I actually heard playing it in a set. I don't recall ever hearing anybody playing it live, to be quite mm. honest. Arthur and I recorded that a, a lot of years back. Aye. Um, Aye. Um, well, it's not one you'd hear a lot, though. At Easter time, 1916, there done the day when freedom's cried called out brave men to fight and die. They were the man with the vision, the man with the cause. The men who defied their oppressor's laws The men who traded their chains for guns Born into slavery, they were freedom's sons In Dublin town, they fought and died 
with Pierce McDermott and Mike Bride ourselves alone their bottle cried and freedom sang to the Easter sky they were the men vision, the men with the cause, the men who defied their oppressor's laws, the men who traded their chains for guns, born into slavery they were freedom's sons, a poet's dream. Had sparked the flame, a raging fire that soon became, and from that fire, whole destiny, there rose a nation. The men who defied the oppressor's laws The men who traded their chains for guns Born into slavery, they were freedom's sons Six counties are in bondage still those men who died, was this their will? Until they're free, and the oppression ceased, only then can they rest in peace. They were the men. The men with the cause The men who defied the oppressor's laws The men who traded their chains for guns Tell Keith, do you have a standout song? Uh, probably Dying Rebel Dying Rebel's always been a favourite of mine um, They're just like, the version of the album's just brilliant Again, mm. it's Ray McAreevy's voice Yeah just, just makes it so I know that's mine <clears throat> Uh, do you know what I was thinking? Probably Freedom Sons is, was, would, would have been mine as well, but a, a personal favourite of mine as well, I just noticed then, Sean Tracy. I always loved the mm-hmm. Sean Tracy. Ah, it's a good version. And it would have been Ray McCreevy's version mm-hmm. that I would have held for years. You know, that's mm-hmm. the one that I would, I would. You know, that way when you hear a song that's been recorded by loads of people, but you would have one kind of version that you would think. That was the one that I held first. That was uh, the original kind of one. And it's often Derek Warfield or something like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's. Uh, <coughs> No, I that, stayed quite close to when he died. His. Sean Tracy on Dublin Talbot Street. He died in Dublin. Mm-hmm. I stayed no no far away from it. Okay. Well, just an aside. There you go. Oh, a fun fact. Right. Mm. Okay. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> another wee fun fact is it's one of the singles I released was My Little Armalite uh, yep. and a thousand copies were bought by the Armalite oh, company aye, I remember reading that aye, aye. I, th- I think it was a thousand another site said 750 uh, but they were bought and given to the salesman aye. and the salesman would give the, the CD Little Armalite <laughs> to potential customers <laughs> what, what, what kind of characters ended up with this copy <laughs> <laughs> who buys Armalite so <laughs> <laughs> Tony, Tony Montana or something. <laughs> Just one of them getting up and doing the M1 and a Ford Cortina. You know, we have, we have a box of Armalites and a box of the CDs. Great in CDs nowadays. Cassettes or vinyls, buddy. Did I say CD? Maybe it was well, a CD. Well, CD, so like, Gary's just picked me up on it. <laughs> yeah, we like to keep the facts. When <laughs> 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 uh, One of the other ones, the singles they wrote, uh, it was Danny Burns, it was Over the Wall. Uh-huh. He wrote it the day. He wrote it the day, the aye, day it happened, aye. aye. Um, and it made it in at the charts. Aye. So, <laughs> mm. prison, prison break, mate. Barry Campbell, when, when we played with Earl Ogwood. Used to do at the odd time we'd get Paddy up front to do a song and it would it would be over the wall. Mm-hmm. We'd done that early on, early on in the days of the band when we were a bit more crack. Who done the Ian Paisley bit? That's crack on a record. Ah <laughs> 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 uh, well, I don't know. But I uh, he used to I can't remember the details of it. I remember he used to get up and sing it. So yeah. Fun fact for me, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. You're up next for what Aiden. Aiden, any fun facts? Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> None that are suitable on the camera. It's <laughs> for the, the late night edition. Aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to briefly talk about the front cover of the Freedom Sons album, it's the four guys kind of standing in a big heap of rubble um, with their instruments, or four people as well, led to believe. There's a fifth member in here somewhere. Have you clocked it? No. Uh, Malcolm Rogers is in the picture, kind of hidden out of the way. Um, he was a Protestant and he was afraid he'd get shot for being, for being on the album cover. See if you can find it. Oh, I can see his wee face sticking out there. No, he's done here. Oh, no, I thought it was a face sticking out of the wall. That's not a stone. He's got that there, Chris. <laughs> Where is he? It's a stone and a half, I think. He's in his room. I was looking up in all the wee back doors. I thought that was a wee face sticking in that window, but no. Now, apparently, this is always like a big trivia question in Belfast how many people were on the front cover of the Freedom Sons. This is the original release album. What are we I can't see another face there. No, I can't see it in this picture, but it's the size of a poster. Oh, he's, he's hiding his face. See the, the hand and the knee. <laughs> oh, I. So he's, oh, right, he's I can see another face. He's hiding <laughs> Ah, we interesting fun fact about the album cover. There you go. Yeah. Uh, this will work really well if you're listening to this as a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine. Just imagine. It. Just Google the album cover. You really need while be, you're listening. You really need to be watching this on YouTube, chaps. <laughs> Subscribe to our channel. That's <laughs> what you done there. Uh, yeah. I like it, Gary. How how do you think that this album influenced the genre, Irish tribal music genre? Well, I mean, I'm the oldest, so let's stretch back the fullest, I think. <laughs> uh, certainly when I was when I was young, this was, the Wolfhound were a, were a prominent part of um, your kind of rebel music knowledge, you know, along with the Wolf Tones and, and the Ballycom and, and, and lots of bands like that, and then, you know, the Irish Brigade were coming along after that. Um, 
So they, they would have been a very influential band for my generation. Anyway, I don't know about you know Aidan's generation, but certainly, um, I would argue probably still today. Um, they would be a, one of the influential bands. These versions that we're talking about, these classic versions of some of these ballads and songs that we associate with Ray McRae, are still being listened to. They're mm-hmm. still, you know, they're probably I don't know if they are, but they're probably on Spotify. They're probably you know out mm-hmm. there anyway they're certainly mm-hmm. on youtube because we've been listening to it on youtube so um people are still getting access to this and they're still listening to it and still playing it and you know mm-hmm. um so it's a great album that'll stick around for years i think Aye, definitely they were definitely one of the first rebel bands that would come to mind when i was growing up you would have like, like you said it would be wolf wolf tones wolfhound Maybe like back Balakoy. Maybe I'm a couple of years younger than you, but you know, when I was when I was growing up, you would have, you know, like your CDs were out and you were getting Shabin CDs out and everything. But you would still always go back to the what you think were the, the sort of older generation mm-hmm. albums as well. And let's say the Wolfhound were a, an absolutely a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. Leading myself, I mean, that was when I'm talking about when I was listening. To it, I mean, you're talking the early two thousands here, mm-hmm. so even. That's kind of infl- all the bands that I listen to growing up, the likes of Erog, Shabin, Arthur and Rye, yeah. Tommy Pilgrims, and them as Jakes. well. <laughs> 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 well, just the Jakes fall into this pantheon. Stop saying big words. But not. I like just learned a new word today. I learned a new word. <laughs> but I like to think that all the bands that I listen to kind of influenced me, and obviously, you're talking when I started listening. 30 years after that album mm-hmm. came out, nearly 30 years, and it still had an influence on me. And I would assume that younger people now who still listen to this kind of music, it would have the same effect on them as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, thought. I think with this, I think with the fact that they are, they are on Spotify, and you, mm-hmm. can, you can tell even by the the sort of listening numbers mm-hmm. on as well, because a lot of times on Spotify, you don't necessarily search for a band, you search for a song. Mm-hmm. You know, So if you put in Boys Old Brigade on a Spotify, it'll bring up, sort of maybe 30, 40 different recordings of it but theirs will be quite up near the top so mm-hmm. it's getting listened to in that way and that will bring more people into the world found mm-hmm. you know, if you're interested in Irish rebel music you'll hear that and you will go on and you'll listen to more of it just because of the the quality yeah. of it you know because the, qual- yeah. I mean, the quality the quality is sort of timeless on it you know it stands up to any recording of any rebel song that's been made mm-hmm. so I so they, they will because I'm now on these platforms, they will always be getting listened to because people will be searching for songs rather than bands. They may not hear heard of the Wolfhound because they're not as... In, maybe the younger generations now, they're not as instantly recognisable a name as, say, the Wolf Tones. Mm-hmm. But... Or the Jakes. <coughs> or the Jakes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. The heavyweights. Uh, the heavyweights. <laughs> the heavyweights of hope. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but... Um, aye, so they, they will be getting discovered all the time. Yeah. Right, this this kind of similar question. Um, but the Wolf Founder, this is 50 years on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think their legacy is? Will they stand the test of time? Mm-hmm. The legacy, again, is the fact that, you know, they were one of the first bands to record the, the biggest, I mean, probably the biggest Rebel song of all, the most popular Rebel song of all time, mm-hmm. the Boys Old Brigade. So, you know, that's, I'd say that's our biggest legacy. Mm-hmm. So, anybody that kind of knows the genre will know. Well, I've heard that version. I've heard that version. Oh, no, no, definitely they'll they'll stand the test, as you say, stand the test of time, because, 
yeah, one of the reasons we kind of get involved in doing this was that the interest in the, the, the history and the kind of the, the roots of what we day to day and tracing it back mm -hmm. and going back to you know kind of starting points and and they're definitely a part of that journey you know that, that went on for we don't have lots of recordings of things that happened in the 50s or the 40s or whatever, mm -hmm. but when, when people started getting access to recordings in the 60s and the 70s and forward, we have this kind of timeline of mm -hmm. music and, and through the 1970s, um, the Wolfhound would have been one of the hugely popular bands. I mean, you know, it just jumped into my head there. I remember going some other kind of documentary I was watching, Cruncher and Eel talks about during internment, mm -hmm. one of the kind of things that they used to do when the army came into the streets was they would get their stereos and they'd get the speakers up to the window they would blast rebel music out of the out yeah. of the, the brights right. uh. as they were coming up the street and he always you know he was saying it would be the thing that sticks in my head he was saying we'd be blasting like ray macarivi at full you know pelt so the wolfhound would have been like a household band in, in mm. belfast it would have been hugely popular mm. you know what i mean among that the communities in the north mm -hmm. um so they, they definitely have a big part in that kind of chain, that that, that kind of history of the, the music. Yeah. And it's undeniable, I think, that anything that came after it. I mean, you can hear bits of the Irish Brigade, you know, through the Wolfhound as well. You mm -hmm. can hear bits of the Wolfhound and lots of other mm -hmm. bands mm -hmm. that came after the Irish Brigade as well, came in the 90s, came in the 2000s. Uh, so they've definitely. Definitely, definitely been a big part of shaping the kind of direction and the future of, of this kind of music. Mm -hmm. And it's even, like Keith said, especially the big one, Boys of the Old Brigade, like even people, you know, it's yourselves nowadays at gigs, you'll play like maybe an older song and a lot of people don't know the words and they're, sometimes they're like me, you leave it three heads at times. But one song... <laughs> but, that is true. No, that's true. Aye. But one song that everybody knows, mm -hmm. whether they're even really interested in Republicanism or not, they all know the words to Boys of the Old Brigade. Mm -hmm. Aye, I think so you just talked about that in the last itself. podcast as well as with stuff like Sean South. There are songs that everybody, everybody it's knows. Set, yeah. Aye, yeah. That's, that's the standard. Aye, because aye. anybody that's got even a passing passing interest in it, mm -hmm. you know, knows certain songs and Boys of the Old Brigade's definitely one of them, aye. without a doubt. Can I just to wrap things up? The name the Wolfhound. Mm -hmm. Do you know where that's came from? Or just out of interest? I don't know if it's something to do with a dog. <laughs> it's a kind of mythical thing. Imagine it would be. It's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's quite a know. cool name. Aye, I don't <laughs> know. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. Mm. It's not as cool as the Jakes. But no. <laughs> no Straight way. To the point. We're changing that. I've done enough of this. <laughs> Don't ever the, cool the cool band of the scene. <laughs> ah, you know, that's it, exactly. But the fact that, no, the, the reason we're changing that is because when we turn up, we're all drinking water. <laughs> the car's parked outside, we can't, we can't live up to it anymore, so. <laughs> well, Too old. The flakes, my belly. <laughs> <laughs> the slippers and pyjamas, well, like us. The most sober band you've ever seen called the Jake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a wee live lounge session, so... Uh, Troops are going to sing a wee song for us. You want to go first, Aidan? What was your, what's your song? I'm going to do Freedom Sons. song that, like I say, talking about when I listened to them years and years ago, it's, there's not a bad song in the album, but it's mm. one that always kind of, the lyrics it always kind of stood out to me. It's a song that I've always just always listened to. One of my absolute favourites. Um, 
even heard that on other albums as well during the years. Um, maybe my dad's had and all that, so mm. it's just it's a song that I love. So I'm gonna sing that one. Good, I'm looking forward to hearing this because I was gonna do that one as well at one point. Oh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> bastard. You're the guest, though. You got I'll take that. I can take the easy way out and do boys your brigade if you want. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Carry on, because I was playing it earlier and I was thinking, guys, that's a bastard of chords in there. <laughs> <laughs> not. So, uh, go ahead. Read them, sons. Keith, you're going to perform a wee song for I'm going to do the Dying Rebel. 
Nice. On nice. it, aye. Nice wee version of it um, on that album, so I'm going to just try and deface his memory <laughs> forever. Um, but I'll have nothing else to add to it, but I may as well give it a lash. Night was dark, faded and the moon shone down O'Connell Street I stood alone Where brave men perished and Now they're gone Gone to meet My only son Shot in Dublin, fighting for his country. Both he fought for Ireland and for Ireland only, for her and shamrock, green, white, and I met was a grieving mother kneeling love I heard her cry I knew my son he was too kind hearted I knew my son he would never yield My only son He was shot in Dublin Fighting for His country bold He fought for Ireland And for Ireland only and shamrock green, white and gold the next time he met was a grey-haired father looking for his only son I said old man there is no use searching For straight to heaven Your son is gone The last I he met Was a dying rebel Kneeling love I heard him cry God bless my home In dear Cork City God bless the cause For which I died God bless my home In dear Cork City God bless the cause 
which I die. Uh, Gary, what are you going to play for us? I'm going to give Down by the Glenside of Apple World. Nice. Down by the Glenside. Down by Glenside I met an old woman A plucking young man She never saw me come on I listened
A wee fun fact about Down by the Glenside, if you want that. <laughs> uh, it appeared in a TV series called Days of Hope. Have you ever heard of Days of Hope? Mm, in never the heard it, no. Um, that was a Ken Loach documentary. Oh, really? Okay. The BBC. Apparently a barmaid that was getting harassed was forced to sing this song that was Down by the Glenside. Mm. So it sounds like quite a horrible scene. To be, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with I've not seen it yet. Oh, I've probably done a wee minute. Speaking of the BBC, eh... Uh, well, at the start, we said there was a couple of unofficial releases. Mm-hmm. They, one of the unofficial releases was a BBC radio performance in 1972. And the band will talk about all the songs there and sing it live on the radio, apparently. Huh. Uh, so if anyone can get a hold of us, feel free to sing it. I'd <laughs> <laughs> love to hear it. Thanks again for tuning in, folks. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to give us a like or a share on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. We also have a YouTube channel, so please like and subscribe. Uh, thanks again to the guests, Aidan, Keith and Gary. Cheers for popping down, lads. Thank thanks you. For having me. Uh, so tune in next month. We'll, we'll be reviewing another classic album. Catch you later on. The Rebel Collective Podcast.